What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday presented by Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew here at the end of the year, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder. He joins us every week along with Lomas Brown, former Lion, current member of the Lions radio broadcast crew with Dan Miller and TJ Lang. And we talk Lions, the NFC North, and the rest of the NFL. And Lomas, I was there uh, last Saturday night, man. That place was rocking. I wasn't sold on the Lions' offense in the first quarter, but the defense, start to finish, delivered one of their best performances of the season. Yeah, huge. I can say that probably was probably our best performance of the year, team-wise. I thought we played great, like you said, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I thought they did everything they needed to do, including pressure on Russell Wilson, sacking Russell Wilson, uh, turnovers, uh, just everything you need to do to be a championship or a winning defense. We were able to do it. Our offense did enough uh, on the offensive side to put up points. Uh, special teams was good. I, I just thought that it was a complete game plan, and especially like with the noise, the chatter that was going around, and you know, with the uneasy feeling that was going around. I thought that was a great way for those guys to answer any questions that were out there being asked. Josh, uh, your thoughts on the game. Uh, Lions played with desperation, passion, energy. They knew they needed uh, to show everybody they still were that same team. We watched open the year in Kansas City. What did you take from that win over the Broncos? I took uh, what a win. Uh, you had a good team there. We talked about Denver last week. They were they were on fire. They beat some good football teams. So this, this was a team that had good momentum. I, I took... Uh, Goff had a great game, no turnovers. Gibbs and uh, how about the rookies, right? How about the rookies, uh, Laporta and Gibbs? I mean, these guys look like they've been in the league five years or more. And so, what I took from it was was the team played complete on offense and defense from start to finish, and they dominated Denver. You know, Lomas, one thing about Laporta and Gibbs only being rookies, and even JMO, who became wide receiver number two at least for uh, Saturday night, and that went over the Broncos at. The way he's playing right now, Gibbs, and the way he's played all year in Laporta, they're as good as any tight end or running back in the NFL right now. Absolutely. I mean, you're exactly right. I think scrimmage yards, uh, Jameer Gibbs is up there in the top, you know, in the top with the the, uh, guys in the league. And Sam Laporta, oh my goodness, I think it's only – um, the, you know, just a one or two tight ends that are statistically uh, have better statistics than he, he does. And, you know, to the, what Josh said, the youth of these guys, that's what's so impressive to me because like I can always say it's a learning curve in the NFL. I don't care who you are. And these guys, man, they seem to have uh, been playing at such a high level. You seem to be picking up little nuances of the game so quickly. That's what's so impressive to me about the way these guys have been performing. And the other big thing is, and people don't think this real is, you hit a rookie wall. It's a wall that you hit. I hit it. Most all rookies hit it because you haven't played this long. 
I haven't seen any effects from them. I, I really haven't seen any effects of these guys soaring down. Maybe it might happen. Uh, maybe they were able to push through it. But it's just been amazing to watch them operate at, like you say, such a young age. Well, maybe these... <sighs> These weeks when the Lions just weren't playing well, and we could really go back to you know at the the first Chicago game that these rookies had practice a chance to not get a lot of reps. You know, even JMO really is like a rookie, if that early in a rookie year, and they have just stepped up. Uh, you look at that draft last year and how, in the end, it could have saved the season as the Lions are went away from being NFC North champions, Josh. And uh, Gibbs with his speed, his cutback ability, I do like it when they keep him outside the tackles. I don't like him uh, between the tackles, maybe late when opposing defensive units are tired. And then Laporta, you can see the confidence Goff throws the football when he's throwing to Laporta. The tight window, he can throw the fastball, and Laporta is just in the right spot. And he, 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 I mean, they will thread two defenders on Laporta, and Goff throws the ball differently to him. He really does. And Laporta just looks like a, like an NFL veteran. It's amazing to see him out there playing at the, at the level he is. And, and hey, how about uh, Gibbs, or excuse me, how about um, JMO last week and the number of targets? We, we went at him and we gave him the ball. We talked about it last week where we wanted to put the ball in his hands and, uh, I, I think uh, I think Ben heard heard us because uh, they they targeted him a lot and tried to get him the ball. So our young guys have made such a difference um, this year, and it was fun to see against Denver. Lomas, you can still see that JMO is playing like a rookie. He's raw. His routes aren't precise, but man, athleticism. Him Gibbs, what they bring to the table is basically rookies. This is why the Lions are where they are. That and when the offensive line is in front of Goff and Gibbs and JMO. Yeah, we we have to be. If I'm a opposing defensive coordinator and I'm looking at playing our offense, it, it's a nightmare. It, it really is a nightmare if you think about it. Like you said, very good offensive line that can run block and pass block. I got Amaral St. Brown, a guy I could just plug anywhere, and he's automatic to get me a first down. We already talked about how the rookies are playing. You know, you could talk about some of the other guys that have had the fill-in spots on that team. I'm still waiting, still waiting for them to utilize Josh Reynolds. I think he can be a big weapon for us. He's a guy that averages more per catch than any of our receivers. I think even more than J-Mo. But he's a guy that we don't hardly utilize, that he's out there that we can utilize. So it's so many weapons. So my point is, like I said, if I'm facing the Detroit Lions offense, you know, I'm, it's very few ways that I can see how you beat this team, and it's very few ways that I can see most defenses trying to match up with this team because of all the weapons that we have. Lomas Brown, former Lion member of the Lions Radio Network, joining us on a Bean Carter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew Thursday broadcast. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder at Bean Carter. He joins us every week when we talk Lions, NFC North, and the rest of the NFL. So the Lions take care of business. 
put together, as Loma said, one of their best games of the year. I will say the Vikings and Packers have been very accommodating to the Lions here over the last month, setting up a trip to Minneapolis where the Lions could win the NFC North. I think Mullins is going to be the QB. Minnesota isn't totally healthy. Their defense really has played well uh, this year, Josh. So what happens uh, Sunday, Christmas Eve in Minneapolis? I'll comment to your defense. Yeah, they, they've played some good defense. Um, they've got some guys over there that are that are very, very good. Uh, they've also got some guys on offense that are very, very good. In uh, Mullins at QB, you know, you've seen him make some great throws, uh, and you've seen him make some really bad throws. Um, so I think Minnesota uh, still has some, some holes there on offense. Um, the environment there, they're doing the whiteout night. I read the write-up. They're going to do the whiteout night, and they're trying to pump that up over in Minnesota, trying to get the crowd involved. But I think Detroit is going to go in there and continue that momentum from last week. Our guys look healthy. Our offense and defense looks balanced. Uh, I think they're going to go into Minnesota and get the win. I do think it'll be close, but I do think that they can go in there and get it done. You know, Lomas, one thing, if you're the Vikings, even with a month where you're saying if we had Cousins, we might be playing the Lions to win the NFC North on the other end on Sunday. Uh, But they do have the Lions twice on the schedule. They get the Packers at home. They're thinking win three in a row and the Vikings can go to the playoffs. You know they're thinking that way. Not only can they go to the playoffs, but they can spoil Detroit dreams. They're on the way to going to the playoffs. So you're right. They're absolutely thinking that way. That's the way we used to think. So Detroit has a target on its back. And like I say, we have to play on our souls two out of these last three weeks. So it's going to be a challenge, but I just think this Lion team, they seem to have stepped up to all the challenges this year. They really have been. Um, and they stepped up when things, a lot of things have, have been on the line. It's a lot on the line, I think, this weekend. I don't think you want to wait and, you know, say lose to Minnesota, then have to beat them the last game of the season. You don't want to have to go that route. I think these guys are hungry. I think Dan's going to have them ready. And I think it's going to be a tough game. And I do think Minnesota's going to come out with some different things. I wouldn't be shocked to see Joshua Dobbs in some packages because they know how, how, how tough of a time we have with mobile quarterbacks. So I wouldn't be shocked if he gets some playing time. Um, I think they're going to do everything they can to try to beat us at home. Um, But I do think the Lions will prevail at the end. Josh, uh, what's your gut on this Minnesota game? Uh, Vikings are going to treat it like it's the end of the season. They're probably going to try and bring that same energy in Minneapolis that the Lions fans had, the team, uh, I, I really believe this game and the following week at Dallas will tell me if the Lions are primed to make a playoff run. I still like the Lions because of a lack of offense on the Vikings side, uh, but the concern is real. The concern is real. Vikings have some guys that can make plays. Justin Jefferson, Josh Metellus on the defensive side. They've got a good running back. I, I do think it's going to be a very tight game. The line says three, three and a half. Um, I think that this could be a really close game. I do think Detroit, the momentum from last week, I do think will carry forward. I think our guys are hungry. 
as ever. And I think that they're uh, excited as they look down the stretch and realize that they can take the North for the first time in, 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 in what, like 30 years. So they're excited. Yeah. Um, I think our guys are going to bring a same, a same or similar energy to Minnesota when they're playing for, for dear life, their backs are up against the wall. I think that our guys are going to bring the same energy. Yeah. Lomas, uh, what do you feel about uh, the game on Sunday with the Vikings? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Atmosphere. I think the Vikings, the fans are going to be ready. They're going to bring the atmosphere. I think, like he, uh, Josh said, they they got a nice – their offensive line is starting to play very good. I like this uh, running back. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But uh, I've been watching him on film, and he, he looks really good back there. Again, I think they're going to have a couple of packages with Joshua Dobbs in there. Or, or if Mullins struggle, I don't think they'll be hesitant to put Josh Dobbs in there, again, because of some of the problems we've had with mobile quarterbacks. But it's all going to be predicated on our defense, I think. I think if our defense comes with the same attitude, the same energy, uh, the same type of pressure that they can put on quarterbacks and get quarterback sacks, if they could bring that same energy they did to Denver, I think we'll win them. I win the game. I think they'll force a couple of turnovers. It'll be close like Josh says. But I do think the Lions can come out with that, and that'll be what? The NFC North title for the first time in like 30-some-odd years. Man, that is crazy. 30-some-odd years since they won an NFC North title. So, Josh, when you look at the Lions right now, at home they've they've shown us, and even on the road against Kansas City probably, and Tampa, and even Green Bay the first game, okay, they could make a big playoff run. I, I really think what I said, this at Minnesota, at Dallas stretch, not only playing for the NFC North, but there's a shot at the two seed and even an outside shot at the one seed. And the NFL announced that the Patricia rule is in effect right now on seeding in the NFC that if Matt Patricia runs the Eagles defense into the ground the final four games and they lose all of them and the 49ers lose to the Ravens and collapse and the Lions win out, that the Lions will be the one seed, courtesy of Matt Patricia. You want the ultimate Christmas gift, Lomas? Man, he owes us. He owes owes a lot of people, man. He owes the Patriots. He owes – I mean, he made Nick Foles. Nick Foles probably still pays him monthly for the money he made him in that Super Bowl, ironically, in Minneapolis. That's right. Oh, my. So what do you – do you really believe last Saturday – is a quasi-restart on a run through the playoffs, or are you still waiting to see what happens this weekend and next weekend in Minneapolis and Dallas? My gut tells me it's going to be a continuation of what we saw against the Denver Broncos. That doesn't sound like gut. That sounds like you're hoping, the way you kind no, of said that. It's it's absolutely my gut. I you're think. like going, my gut, my gut. <laughs> Come on, my gut. Come on. No, I don't have to question my gut. Because ever, our guts so. as Lions fans have been very instrumental throughout three decades of not winning the North because we've barfed watching some of these games. Or we've partied so much when they've won that we wake up the next morning not feeling well. <laughs> so a gut vibe is very important, Josh. So you, well, you, you think they, they are ready now. This is a restart. They've had their wall, month, whatever you want to call it. 
I, I do, and, and certainly trust my gut intuition here. But they, they, they have all the guys back. The health of, 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 of guys in the NFL is very important. We've had some key players who were out in some of those games or playing very injured, and you see the offensive line back. You see Anzalone out there playing through a little bit of an injury. You see Montgomery healthy. You see Gibbs healthy. You see Goff healthy. So all the guys that you need that we talked about being the key players to making a run are there. And it seemed like that game last week, Denver was a good football team. That team had, had won six in a row. They're a good football team. So my gut tells me these next three games, Detroit is going to have that same momentum carrying through at Minneapolis, at Dallas, and back at home to close out. I could see 3-0 and to close wow. the season. Yeah, man. 13-4. and four. I called 14-3 and three and – and then Matt Patricia, when the Lions have the Super Bowl parade, he's in the lead fire truck. <laughs> he's in the lead with his shorts on in February. <laughs> hey, like, we're going we're, we're to do it outside. I don't know if we could put them on the fire truck. We might have to go to a little short bus. We could put them on the little yellow short bus. Hey, you know what? Whoever asked to get up and down Woodward, we'll work with uh, Patricia. I I don't know how this guy, Lomas, I'm not going to – I know it's the holidays and I got to love everybody, but how Matt Patricia finds his way back into coordinator roles. He did it with Belichick. Right. It was horrible. The Eagles here. Right. I, 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 he, well, he must be a good interview because he got the Lions job, right? Hey, man, he's a talker. Now, I'm telling you, if you ever spent time around him outside of the, you know, I mean, you would be impressed with the guy. Every time I talk with him outside of football, it was great. It was great talking to him. I don't know what happens when he walks in the locker room. Just everything changes. But I know outside the locker room, never had a problem. I never had a bad conversation with the guy. So maybe he just slips his demeanor when he goes inside the locker room. But oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I had that. I had those issues probably sixteen to thirty, where I talked to a woman and she sounded like the greatest woman on earth. And then I went out on a date, and I kept my car running. So. <laughs> I just, uh, again, you know, I, I think once you get a resume in the NFL as a coordinator or a head coach, you get a second or third chance. I really think, Lomas, that's, that's what's happened with Patricia. Well, we've always seen that, you Just nothing different about the right. NFL. They recycle coaches. Mm. They, they would do that in a heartbeat. So you're right. Yeah, I think Harbaugh, if, if offered, Josh, uh, I know you're a Michigan football fan. I think if offered, Harbaugh's going to take that Chargers job. And there's talk today from Bleacher Report that there's interest on the Chargers side. He hasn't signed that contract or even talked about it. I think with what he's been through and the newest stuff with the NCAA yesterday, I think Jim Harbaugh, if offered, will be the head coach of the Chargers next year because they have Bosa, they have Herbert, they have Eckler, they have a great O-line, they have receivers. They real, and Kansas City's moving the other way. You're not sure if Denver, you know, if Russell Wilson's going to keep going. Raiders are going through changes. So you're in a division where quickly you could be 11-5, and five, you know, 10-7, and seven, win it, or be a playoff team. 
Can't say I disagree. And, and Jim would be stepping into a very comfortable quarterback position there with, with Herbert and a winning football team, a playoff team a year ago. I can't say I disagree. Sad to say, I, I don't want him to leave Michigan football, but I, I, I can't say I disagree. Lomas, uh, the NFL, because I'm looking at I'm looking at quality coaches. Belichick's name's out there, but I, I think he's a little bit old school, and someone like Washington might take him. I don't think San Diego's desperate. I don't think he's going to fit out in California. Where's Where's a good fit for Belichick? Is it Washington, maybe, and replace Rivera? Yeah, I would love that. I would yeah. love that for him. Like I heard someone say, he's more of a he, you know that that division type of guy going up against the Giants and right. Philly and those guys. So I think that would be a great, great fit for him. And the other thing, I'll go back to the Jim Harbaugh thing. I think maybe the good thing, Josh, is maybe y'all found your next head coach. I mean, I the interim coach Sharon. I, I I mean, I thought he did a yeah. great job. Agree. You know, filling in. So maybe maybe you guys have the next coach if Harbaugh moves on. No, he already showed it with the three games to end it at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State. I think Sharon Moore is a building coach. Where even if Harbaugh leaves, even if a JJ McCarthy would stay. They know they watched what Moore did in a real heated three-game stretch on and off the field. He really showed himself there. He uh, he coached well. He was passionate in those interviews. You could see his love for those guys yeah. on the Michigan team. He was so passionate. Um, he he was he he did an amazing job. He really did down the stretch uh, against those three teams, especially Ohio State at home. He did a fantastic job. So you're right, Lomas. I, I think we have a built-in amazing candidate right there. You're right. I agree. Boy, you, you guys just are – you guys are a match made in heaven. You just agree with each other. You're right, Josh. I never hear Lomas say, you're right, Bill. I never hear Josh say, you're right, Bill. I never hear Superfly say, you're right, Bill. Matter of fact, I might, I might between my kids, my family, my 32-plus years doing a talk show, how many times have I heard, you're right, Bill? <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you. I, I, don't, I, I don't take it personal. Wait, you're right. You're right, Bill. No. <laughs> I, I care who signs the checks and that they, they got the right number. That's what I care about. All right, so Lomas, uh, you're there with Dan and TJ and around the Lions. Is this a team? Because, again, there's mathematical possibilities where they could get the one seed. I still think it's going to be the Niners. But the two seed isn't crazy if they beat Minnesota and go in at Dallas. Are they primed? Are they healthy enough for a deep playoff run? Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I think they are. Uh, we're a young team. Uh, so, again, I don't think getting tired will be a problem uh, like some of the older teams have faced. Uh, I think we're built for the playoffs, meaning with our offensive line and our run game. We're built to go on the road. We're built for bad weather. Um you know, we are. I think I think the key is going to be our quarterback, to be honest with you, Jared Goff, how he plays, you know, down the stretch. I think we have everything else. I think we're a team that if we got into a shootout, we could get ahead enough, even if our defense struggles, I think we should be able to put up points the rest of this year. So, 
like I say, we're built for the playoffs. We're built for the road. So, yes, we can make a run in the playoffs, Bill. And with a win. You're right, Bill. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you, Lomas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, too. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry. Lomas goes, you know what? I figured out a very economical way to give Christmas gifts out. You just tell people they're right. You're right, honey. You're right. You're right, Dan. And they're like, Lomas didn't give me anything. Yeah, I did. I told you you're right publicly. <laughs> so, with a win Sunday, they win the NFC North, and they get that home playoff game which would be the first in Ford Field history, and there still is that that opportunity for a Stafford versus the Lions playoff game in Detroit, which I was trying to think. You know, there's been the Avs, Wings, there's been Tigers, some you know, like World Series things. Uh, I, if Stafford is on the other side coming down the tunnel – in Detroit, I'm not saying that the franchises have ever played. And there's been old school bad boys, new school bad boys, right, with Shaq, Kobe, and the Lakers. But just the storyline on that, Lomas, might be the biggest game ever for the Lions. And I'm talking hype. You know what? One word, it would be epic. Yes. It would be epic. Yes, it would. Man, that would be mm. on TV. The, the uh, stations would eat that up. The storylines, just, oh, my gosh, man. Either way, either way it goes, the storylines that can be written behind that, it would be epic, and it would be well-deserved for D- Detroit, the long-suffering we done. That would be well-deserved for us to go in there and play against Stafford and beat Matthew Stafford. Wow. Josh, could you imagine if Stafford came to Detroit in the first playoff game ever and beat Goff and the Lions? That would be a punch right oh, in the oh, gut. I mean, wow. That would be- and for Goff to get beat by Stafford – at home. I, I really wonder Ooh. how golf would handle this, right? Rams fan, Rams fans are feeling this a little bit, too. Let's put the shoe on their foot. Yeah, but I think they're kind of on the downside. This could be the final year for McVay and Stafford. Could be, but they liked golf. Golf took them to a Super Bowl, right? So I think uh, I think they're feeling a little bit of that, but you're right. They, they, are, they have a resurgence to them, and Stafford rolling down with uh, you know his wife all over – uh, the social networks a week before would just really set the game up to be epic, as Lomas Brown just said. <laughs> Without question. I, I, I'm, I'm really – although there's a part of me I'd rather have Minnesota again uh, with no quarterback, to be honest. I, I get the yeah. epic matchup, yeah. Yeah. but I want a game they can win. I'm with you. Where I'm then, with you. Then you hope – okay, your hope was that you wanted the Eagles to win that – and have the Cowboys be a road team. But then I've watched the way they played at Buffalo, the way they played at Philly, and the way they played at San Francisco. And it's amazing how different they look home and away. And it's kind of like the Lions a little yeah. bit that scares me when you look at Chicago, when you look at Baltimore, right? You know, I, the more home games you can get. So I'm, I'm hoping you get that upset where the Lions might get two playoff games at home and then have to go to San Francisco for the NFC Championship. God, it's awesome just to talk wow. about that, isn't it? 
I know. That is awesome. And you're right. That would be the perfect scenario. Oh, it's twice. And I totally agree with you on the Minnesota thing. That's three, three times. I would rather face them than to face Matthew. Oh, yeah. my God. I got I to gotta do some karaoke tonight. Holiday karaoke once. Twice, three times from Lomas. Lomas, stop giving him this, will you? <laughs> I got to get the karaoke bar after the show tonight. What do you want to do? Can you do? Uh, can I do the Commodores uh, once, twice, three times a uh, lady? But I'm going to use Lomas instead of lady. All right, Lomas. Oh, my God. Lomas, you got to stop. You're pumping his head up Enjoy over here. the trip to Minneapolis, okay? I will, John. I will, guys. Right. Merry Christmas, Lomas. Merry Christmas, my man. And that's a uh, okay. Well, I said Merry Christmas. I think he hung up. He hung up on you. Well, he, he hung up on. Me. He told you you were right three times. Three that times and hung up and said, I, "My life's over." I mean, I, my 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 broadcasting career is done. I just told Huge three times in five minutes. That's all you got. He's probably saying that guy's a needy sob. <laughs> All right, Josh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas oh, to you. Thank you. He didn't hit a dial tone. Oh, wait a minute. You're in studio. I can't. I yeah, can't just Enjoy hang up it. On Good you. stuff as always. And uh, we'll talk next week. Maybe as the Lions, as NFC North champs, are ready for that first ever home playoff game at Ford Field. I love the sounds of that. All thank right, you. Josh Garvey. He is the managing shareholder for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew officially. You'll see the Dorn Mayhew new sign right there on the S curve when you're traveling through. Grand Rapids, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Their worldwide headquarters is in Troy on the east side of Detroit.